This is the story of the emperor's new clothes. Many years ago, there was an emperor who was so in love of new clothes that he spent all his money on clothes. He didn't trouble himself in the least about his soldiers, nor did he care to go to the movies. He only went outside to show off his new clothes. He had a different suit for each hour of the day. Time passed merrily in the large town which was his capital. Strangers arrived every day at the court. One day, two thieves pretending to be fashion designers made their appearance. They said that they knew how to create clothing of the most beautiful colors and patterns. They also said that these new clothes would have the magical property of remaining invisible to everyone who was unfit for the work they did or who was extraordinarily dumb. These must indeed be splendid clothes, thought the emperor. Had I such a clothing, I might at once find out what men in my realms are unfit for their office and also be able to distinguish the wise from the dumb. This stuff must be made for me immediately. He quickly gave large sums of money to these pretend fashion designers in order that they might begin their work quickly. So the two pretend fashion designers set up two sewing machines and pretended to work very busily, though in reality they did nothing at all. They asked for the most delicate silk and the purest gold thread and put both into their own bags and then continued their pretend work at the empty sewing machines until late at night. I should like to know how the weavers are getting on with my clothing, said the emperor to himself after some little time had passed. He was, however, rather embarrassed when he remembered that anyone dumb or unfit for his office would be unable to see the clothing. He felt confident that he would be able to see the clothing, but he would prefer sending somebody else to bring him information about the fashion designers and their work before he troubled himself in the affair. All the people throughout the city had heard of this wonderful property the clothes would have, that dumb and unfit people would never be able to see the clothing and all were anxious to learn how wise or how ignorant their neighbors might prove to be. I will send my faithful old minister to the pretend fashion designers, said the emperor at last, after some deliberation. He will be best able to see how the clothing looks, for he is a man of sense, and no one can be more suitable for his office than he is. So the faithful old minister went into the hall where the thieves were working with all their might at their empty sewing machines. The minister said, What can be the meaning of this? Opening his eyes very wide, I do not see any thread in the sewing machines. However, he did not express his thoughts out loud. The thieves requested him very courteously to be so good as to come nearer to their sewing machines, and then they asked him whether the design pleased him, and whether the colors were not very beautiful, at the same time pointing to the empty sewing machines. 
The poor old minister looked and looked, and he couldn't see anything on the sewing machines. For a good reason, because there really was nothing there. What? thought the minister again. Is it possible I am dumb? I've never thought so myself, and no one must know it if I am so. Can it be that I'm unfit for my office? No, that must not be said either. I will never confess that I could not see the clothing. Well, sir minister, said one of the pretend fashion designers, still pretending the work. You do not say whether the stuff pleases you. Oh, it is excellent, replied the old minister, looking at the sewing machine through his own spectacles. This pattern and the colors, yes, I will tell the emperor without delay how very beautiful I think they are. We shall be much obliged to you, said the pretend fashion designers, and then they named the different colors and described the patterns of the pretend clothes. The old minister listened attentively to their words to make sure he repeated them to the emperor, and then the pretend fashion designers asked for more silk and gold, saying that it was necessary to complete what they had begun. However, they put all the gold and silk given to them into their own knapsacks and continued to work with as much apparent diligence as before at their empty sewing machines. The emperor now sent another officer of his court to see how the fashion designers were doing with the clothing and to see whether the new clothes would soon be ready. It was just the same with the gentleman as with the minister. He looked at the sewing machines on all sides, but could see no clothing at all. Doesn't the stuff appear as beautiful to you as it did to the minister? asked the pretend fashion designers to the emperor's second ambassador, at the same time making the same gestures as before and talking of the design and colors which were really not there. I am certainly not stupid, thought the messenger. It must be that I am not fit for my good, profitable office. That is very odd. However, no one shall know anything about it. And accordingly, he pretended that he could see the clothing and praised the clothing he could not see and declared that he was delighted with both colors and patterns. Indeed, please, your imperial majesty, said he to his sovereign majesty when he returned, the clothes which the fashion designers are preparing is extraordinarily magnificent. The whole city was talking of these splendid clothes the emperor had ordered to be made at his own expense. And now the emperor himself wished to see the clothing. While it was still being made, Accompanied by a select number of officers of the court, among whom were the two honest men who had already admired the clothes, he went to the pretend fashion designers, who as soon as they were aware of the emperor's approach, went on working more diligently than ever, although they still did not do any real work. They only pretended to be working on something. Is it not absolutely magnificent, said the two officers of the crown already mentioned? If your majesty will only be pleased to look at it, what a splendid design, what glorious colors! And at the same time they pointed to the sewing machine, 
for they imagined that everyone else could see this exquisite piece of workmanship. How is this? said the emperor to himself. I can see nothing. This is indeed a terrible affair. Am I dumb or am I unfit to be an emperor? That would be the worst thing that could happen. Oh! And so he said out loud, The clothes are charming. It has my complete approval. And he smiled most graciously and looked closely at the empty sewing machines. For on no account would he say that he could not see what the two officers of his court had said they could see. All his other staff members now strained their eyes, hoping to discover something on the sewing machines, but they could see no more than the others. Nevertheless, they all exclaimed, Oh, how beautiful! and advised his majesty to have some new clothes made from this splendid material for the approaching parade. Magnificent, charming, excellent, said many of the officers, and everyone was happy. The emperor shared in the general satisfaction and presented the pretend fashion designers with the award of knighthood to be worn in their buttonholes and the title of gentleman fashion designers. The pretend fashion designers sat up the whole of the night before the day of the parade and had sixteen lights burning so that everyone might see how anxious they were to finish the emperor's new clothes. They pretended to roll the clothes off the sewing machine. They cut the air with the scissors and sewed with needles without any thread in them. See, they cried at last, the emperor's new clothes are ready. And now the emperor, with all the officers of his court, came to the pretend fashion designers. And the pretend fashion designers raised their arms as if in the act of holding something up, saying, Here are your majesty's trousers. Here is the scarf. Here is the mantle. The whole suit is as light as a cobweb. One might fancy one has nothing on at all when dressed in it. That, however, is the great benefit of this delicate clothing. Yes, indeed, said all the people, although not one of them could see anything of this exquisite clothing. If your imperial majesty will be graciously pleased to take off your clothes, we will fit on the new clothing in front of the looking-glass. The emperor was accordingly undressed, and the fashion designers pretended to put on his new clothes. The emperor, turning around from side to side before the looking-glass to see how great he looked in his new clothes. Of course, he could not see any of these clothes, because they weren't even real. How splendid his majesty looks in his new clothes, and how well they fit, everyone cried out. What a design! What colors! They are indeed royal robes! The carriage for your majesty in the parade is waiting, announced the chief master of ceremonies. I am quite ready, answered the emperor. Do my new clothes fit well? asked he, turning himself around before the looking-glass, in order that he might appear to be examining his handsome suit. 
the lords of the bedchambers who were there to carry the majesty's clothing tail felt about on the ground as if they were lifting up the ends of the mantle and pretended to be carrying something for they would by no means betray anything like simplicity or unfitness for their office if they admitted that they could not see any clothing they would be considered dumb or unfit for office so now the emperor walked under his high carriage in the midst of the parade through the streets of his capital and all the people standing by and those at the windows cried out oh how beautiful are our emperor's new clothes what a magnificent tail there is to the mantle and how gracefully the scarf hangs in short no one would allow that they could not see the much admired clothes because in doing so they would have declared themselves either dumb or unfit for their office certainly none of the emperor's various suits had ever made so great an impression as these invisible ones but the emperor has nothing at all on said a little child listen to the voice of innocence exclaimed his father and what the child had said was whispered from one to another but he has nothing at all on at last cried all the people the emperor was angry for he knew that the people were right but he thought that parade must go on and the lords of the bedchamber still took great pains than ever to appear that they were holding on to his clothing although in reality they were holding on to nothing at all the end this is the end of the story this audiobook is sponsored by curiosoft kids games visit their website curiosoft.com for lots of fun kids games that's C-U-R-I-O-S-O-F-T dot com.